Welcome to the 34 Circe Salon. We journey from the ancient world to the cosmos. Take the adventure, Take with, the adventure us. with us. With us. With us. With us. With us. With us. And welcome, everyone, to the 34 Circe Salon. This is the Parallax Channel. My name is Sean Marlon Newcomb, and we are going to be talking about the classical world at the movies. Uh, and we'll be talking about Hercules, a 2014 film with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. As always, if you'd be so kind as to leave a nice rating or some nice comments on the platform that you are using to listen to this podcast, uh, we'd really appreciate it. It helps people find us. Now, to talk about this film, we, of course, want to have the one, the only, Dr. Gary Stickle to join us. Welcome, Gary. Hi. I'm glad to do this again with you. Yes, well, I'm happy to have you back, and let's let's talk about this one, because I, you know, this was an interesting movie. I mean, I'm a, I'm a fan of The Rock. I like The Rock's work. He's... Uh, I think most people are. He's a very likable actor and a, and a great, he's a, just a fun actor, great actor. He does uh, great comedy, great action. This film left a little bit to be desired. What did you think about it? <clears throat> well, I agree, but I think first, uh, why don't we just go over the earlier film? Uh... Well, let's, well, let's actually go over the myth. Let's, let's set this thing. Let's give the setting for the, for the listener. Uh, this is a film that's just, telling the tale of the story of Hercules. So who was Hercules, or as he was called by the Greeks, Heracles? Just tell the listener a little bit about that. Well, he was the son of Zeus, the king of the gods, and a mortal woman. So he was uh, you know, a demigod. And, uh, but he had fantastic abilities and strengths. And, uh, and you know, first he... he uh, has to do these 12 tasks. Again, that sacred number 12 uh, I've been talking about, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, which includes... The 12, the 12 labors of Hercules. Yeah, right? which includes uh, the Hydra, you know, the six-headed monster, mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and also the Nemean lion. <clears throat> and uh, he kills the lion, and then he makes a, like a, a headdress out of the lion's head which uh, Dwayne Johnson wears in the movie. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, so the 12 labors, I mean, they're, they're a great set of tales that form this part of the body of the myth of Hercules. And one of the things for me that's interesting is it's fun. Those are, those are fun tales and those are yeah. larger than life, mythical creatures and beasts and it's the involvement of the gods and with this film, and we'll, we'll go to the earlier films that were made, but with this film in particular, what it reminded me of is what we talked about with Troy, which is there's some kind of drive in contemporary Hollywood to strip all divinity from Greek mythology. It's yes. called Greek mythology. It involves gods and goddesses. Like, why would you take out the central part of these tales, the central part that there is something that transcends mortal life, that they're immortals, that they affect our, our fate and our destinies, all this kind of stuff in 
fun ways and dangerous ways and whatever. Plus, they have powers that are really fun and interesting. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's like they're okay with the idea that you could be bit by a radioactive spider and start climbing walls like Spider-Man if you get bitten that way. But they can't believe that there could be these great gods and goddesses. It's all the same thing. Yeah. So they that that's my chief problem that the film brought the instead of the color that the gods uh bring to any story gods and goddesses especially the goddesses for me bring to any story they just take it all out and they spend time trying to explain to you why you know debunking the <laughs> gods and the goddesses instead of just telling the tale so anyway Right. Got that out of the way. We'll come back to that. You wanted to talk about the earlier Hercules, the Steve Reeves ones, I guess. As yeah, well. that it was a 1958 film, and uh, it was a, a B film uh, made in Italy. And uh, he, uh, in in the the plot of the film is that he uh, saves Princess Ioli, uh, who is played by. Uh, an Italian actress, Sylvia Cosina. <clears throat> and he's, of course, is Steve Reeves, uh, who was a bodybuilder, one of the early bodybuilders, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, uh, he, had, he, had a, he had great physique and you know, huge muscles and so on, but mm-hmm. he couldn't act, really, to save his life. Well, it's, and it's dubbed, right? Because it was in Italian, so they dubbed it into English. So, well, No, he spoke yeah. English in the film. The other ones were dubbed. Yeah, well, he spoke English, but the others. But I don't think that's him. Are you sure that's him delivering the lines? Because yeah. the one, I, I, the one I listened to, he was it was a British accent. I don't remember it as a British accent. Yeah, because I just watched one. I just out of just for the heck oh, of well, it. Oh well, may, maybe so. One. Yeah, I think they all. <clears> the, the the one of the things the Italian cinema used to do is they would dub everything. So what would happen is if you were an American actor, any actor, and you were doing scenes you wouldn't actually deliver your lines of dialogue you would just say you know you just count one two three four five and then they would go and dub everything in and post well the the dialogue in the film was so corny you know and stilted and he would say things like i am hercules beware of my power you know yeah it's it's a crazy plus when you hear it with this other voice it's just you know it's a little funny, you know, frankly, it's just kind of funny to, yeah. to hear them talking. So, uh, yeah. Okay. And so what did you, did you like those old ones? Did you like the No, old- not really. I've watched them because I mentioned Greek mythology. I'm, I've been that way ever, ever since I was a little kid, but, um, you know, uh, I think I was 14 years old when the film came out <clears throat> and uh, I watched it. I, I didn't think it was great. But anyhow, the, the plot is that Hercules saves Princess Eoli, and then he's uh, tasked to train her uh, irresponsible brother to assume the father's uh, place as king. And uh, but Hercules falls in love with Eoli, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, and, th- and then he's charged to do these grueling tasks when her brother is killed. And then uh, Jason of Jason and the Argonauts, Mm -hmm. he appears towards the end of the movie and claims to be the rightful king. And then Jason and Hercules and the Argonauts set sail for uh, the Golden Fleece. Now, the Argonauts was ancient Greek term for the uh, crew of Jason. 
but uh, that's how we got the term astronauts for our space. Right, right, yeah. And the uh, Russians use the term cosmonauts, and that's derived from the Argonauts. So I just was looking up, just, just to put a fine point on it. Yeah, they did dub Steve Reeves' voice. But like I said, they dubbed everybody's voice in Italian productions. It's a very strange method that they used to do. I don't know if they still do the same thing now. Well, you, um, you remember we talked about this at... Um, there was a show back in the nineties called Mystery Science Theater. Yes, three thousand. Yes. Uh-huh. You know, it, it, uh, it, the format had a, uh, you know, a, a guy going through space on a ship, and it's a long trip, and he has two funny little robots. Right. And right. so they watch movies, and they and they uh, you know joke about them, they criticize them, make fun of them, and so they showed a scene from. Uh, you know, Steve Reeves' uh, Hercules, where he was talking to these men in uh, in a cave. And uh, and again, it was tilted dialogue. You know, he, he gets indignant and he stomps out. So one of the robots asks the other robot, where's he going? And the other robot answers, to find a script. Yeah, no, it's... Uh... Mm-hmm. I will say for those films, the old ones at least, you know, there was they they did have a sense of the grandeur and pageantry of of the myth of the ancient world. Yeah. What makes it fun and exciting and colorful. That's what the 2014 film lacked. It's it's you've got you know you've you've got uh, Dwayne Johnson, who is one of the most charismatic actors in all of Hollywood. I, I think so. Right I, I virtually yeah. like him every film I've seen him in. Although sometimes yeah. the films like this one is not up, uh, you know, to speed, as far as I'm concerned. And that's what's so sad. He is perfect as Hercules. He really does fit the character. Yeah, he's got the body. Him. He's got a good voice, you know. Yeah, and he's yeah, exactly, and he and, and he carries off the. Importantly, yeah. he can act as opposed to Steve Reeves. Exactly, and yet he's underserved. In fact, I liked all of the cast in this film. I thought that uh, it was a good cast. Yeah. It just wasn't yeah. a great, great script for me. Just for for some people to know, the the cast included Ian McShane, John Hurt. Um, yeah, let, let me go over that. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, so anyhow, this is the the way the film opens is uh, showing the uh, some of the twelve labors, like the Nemean line and the Hydra and so on. Um, and then um, it, it it portrays. Uh, Hercules as a, a sword for hire, it's been said. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he goes around, you know, helping uh, kings for money, for gold and stuff, which I think is kind of demeaning to Hercules, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the legendary Hercules. Well, it's another part of the plot we talk about. They, they're trying, I think they're trying for some kind of realism. Uh, and it again, this is a myth. Have fun with it. You're a screenwriter. You don't need to improve upon 2,000 years of great Greek and Roman thought. You've got a great story. Go with the story. So, well, anyway, exactly. my two cents. Go on. Sorry. But they uh, they made a convoluted story. And, uh, and by the way, it's a 2014 film. Um, mm-hmm. And um, so he he's asked by the king of Thrace, uh, who is uh, this Lord uh, Codys, C-O-T-Y-S. I don't know where they got that name from. And he yeah, was played by the, John Hurt. Yeah, great, amazing actor. 
uh, amazing actor, and he'd seen him. Well, there's countless films you've seen him in, but uh, oh, yeah. Alien is always what comes to mind. Well, he was great, and um, you remember the uh, film 1984? He was great in that. Oh, right, yeah. He played Winston, right? Yeah. Uh, and Richard Burton played his, you know, and antagonizer. Yeah, played O'Brien. Yeah, O'Brien. Yeah. Uh, and I think that was that Richard Burton's last film. It may have been. It might have been. Yeah. Yeah. So anyhow, Her- Hercules becomes a sword for hire, and then the King of Thrace asks uh, him to uh, help him. And the King of Thrace has a, has a good daughter, uh, and they they want to fight against a tyrannical warlord. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't get the warlord's name, but anyhow, um, Hercules is uh, in, in in the scenario of the film has bonded with six persons, and uh, they they become essentially uh, you know mercenaries, and uh, you know they'll, they'll take on battles and everything for gold. You know, I I don't really like that aspect of, of the film, and uh, so. Uh, he hires Hercules and his, uh, and his, you know, posse, so to speak, mm-hmm. uh, to train his army to be the greatest. And it does, but it also becomes uh, ruthless and bloodthirsty. His army does. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, some some of his six companions is Aeolus, um, which was on that 1990s uh, Hercules show. And they had the Olas on that too. Uh, with what's his name? I forgot his name. Oh, I forgot. I tell you know, it's how funny it is. I completely forgot about the TV show. Kevin Sorbo. Yeah. Kevin Sorbo. I actually met him one time. Mm-hmm. I completely forgot about that show, but yeah. And, uh, uh, and then there's a, what they call the seer. That's Ian McShane and the Amazon queen Atalanta in, uh, She's just... uh, if I, yeah, let me jump in about that yeah, one. Go ahead. That's in- Ingrid Bolsa Birdall. And I actually got the chance to meet Ingrid a couple of times because I uh, had created, founded a festival called the Artemis Women in Action Film Festival. And we honored female action heroes, stunt women, women in sports. So any films that, you know, any people and films about women who are leads as an action hero and any female action heroes in real life. And we honored Ingrid in 2017. Uh, as our sort of next wave uh, honoree, that someone we saw as being the next wave of action actress. She is a talented actress from Norway, and a very and a very nice person, and a talented actress from Norway to, to train drama. And uh, she had also played in Westworld. Um, oh, really? Yes, I'm trying to remember her character's name. Uh, it's it's a great name, and I'll, it'll it'll come to me, but. Uh, she played a great character in Westworld, and I thought they underused her in that too, quite frankly, because uh, she is, uh, I, I think, you know, really gifted. She's a great presence, um, and she is, um, you know, just uh, a, a good actress. So anyway, so she plays Atalanta. Now, the interesting thing about the, the character of Atalanta, or the name Atalanta, because that's not an Amazon name per se that I'm aware of. Atalanta is mainly from Greek mythology. She's the... The Huntress, uh, I can't remember who she comp, uh, accompanies, but part of her myth is that it's uh, she won't get married till she finds a man that can defeat her in a foot race. Uh, <laughs> okay. And then, and then the, eventually the conceit is um, the person who's racing against her distracts her with an apple. And for listeners, if I've 
I'm off on that, uh, please let me know. But I usually have the, the ancient action uh, warrior women uh, clear. But that's Atalanta. Well, they could have used a lot of different Amazon names, Penthesilia, Hippolyta, yeah, yeah. Uh, Andromache. There's like tons of names. Well, some of the names are, are not good, like, uh, uh, the, you know, the king's daughter. Uh, uh, Armistice. Armistice is her name in Westworld. Sorry, I just had to because it's such yeah. a great name. Um, so the yeah, king's, but she was king's daughter, Virginia, uh, uh, has mm -hmm. a son named Arius, who's really the legal heir to that throne. And Arius mm -hmm. is not a Greek name; it's it's a Roman name. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's uh, there's a lot of little things that are off in the film, and a film that should again you they you're given this great cast. Um, Rufus Sewell is in this also, by the way. Yes. Uh, you, you, you're given a great cast in this film. And uh, and, and they're not allowed to be good. I, I don't Yeah. It, well, and also, well, it, it, took, it takes, uh, the again, the color and the fun and the magic, for want of a better term, out of mythology. You have to have, you can't spend the whole film showing that, you know, for example, so uh, one of those labors is fighting the Hydra. Right. But if you remember in the film, it turns out the Hydra is actually guys in a costume. And that's not that's not true. Yeah, and well, what is this? It's like having a film about Santa Claus and you just show that's really your neighbor down the yeah, street I, dressed I, up at the mall. Yeah, I, you know, I, you don't you don't do that. It doesn't work. No, I I didn't like that either. Yeah, that's just, everything was about debunking the myth. I think there's a I mean, I'm going on a little bit of a soapbox here, but I get annoyed at contemporary filmmaking about uh, Greek and Roman myth. Because it's as if they're saying, we're much more sophisticated than these ancient people. So let's show you how silly they are, or let's show you how much more serious we are, and let's tell the story in a real way. Well, quite frankly, fellas, this, these are civilizations that gave us you know, the forms of mathematics that we use. They gave us the political structures that we have. Well, they we're also gave us the Olympic Games, which are going on right now. Right, exactly. It's, you're not just because you're a screenwriter in Hollywood, you're not more sophisticated than an ancient Roman. Believe me, I'll put Ovid against you any day of the week and twice on Sunday. Yeah. So anyway, there goes my rant. But um, Well, anyhow, um, just following the plot a little more. Uh, sure. Hercules and his posse, so to speak, uh, they helped his bad king Cotes to defeat his brother Rhesus and his, his uh, great army. And in doing it, Hercules involves uh, King Eurystheus, uh, who's played by Joseph Vines. Right, another great, I almost overlooked, maybe Shakespeare in Love, he played Shakespeare. Yeah. And he's, I guess he's in um, that FX series. Uh, he's in a couple of series uh, recently, but, uh, oh, he he's in The Handmaid's Tale. That's right, on Hulu. I've never seen that. Yeah, he's in The Handmaid's Tale. So, anyway. But the thing is, the um, I don't know the uh, the film just seemed uh, overly complicated. Things weren't explained. Like, uh, what was that army of naked guys, virtually naked guys? Yeah, were yeah the zombies, the zombie army. It looked like a zombie army. Yeah, it did. Exactly. And I I didn't get you know who who they were from and and why were they attacking? I didn't get that. Well, also, I mean, just think about even the the basic plot of having that uh, the the princess reach out to Hercules. We're supposed to we're supposed to find her as a sympathetic character, but she lies to him in the beginning. Yeah, and then she just and she just seems kind of smarmy for most of it. Yeah, I agree. So uh, it just doesn't work. You need her to seem, 
you know, above reproach. She's, you know, someone that has the light of innocence to her, but she doesn't have that. Yeah, I agree with you. The plot was suddenly, you know, the king who hires him was as a bad king, and now he's got to go take on the bad king. The people he actually captured were the good guys. It's, you know, you've got enough great myth there. You don't need to make, you know, a 1990s, you know, spy, you know, try, try to make it to some kind of like a, uh, a political, you know, uh, thriller with these, you know, switching rivalries. You can just make it about the myth, but they were spending too much time, you know, trying to debunk different aspects of the myth. Remember when the centaurs come out, but we think they're centaurs, but it just turns out they're guys on horses. But you know what? Uh, that that I didn't like either because they had a, a shot of them on top of a hill, you know, like mm-hmm. shadowy shot of them. And they definitely looked like centaurs. The guy wasn't riding on the horse's back. He he was at at the front at of the, the front. I remember. I know. And 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 then they ride up and and they, they call them centaurs. And uh, I I thought that was ridiculous. Well, again, it's 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 like I said, it's like having a film about film about Santa Claus and spending all the film showing you how Santa Claus isn't real. It's like why make the film about Santa Claus? Uh, you know, you've got to just. The joy, the, the, the substance of myth are these things, these larger than life, these, these things that are hard to believe, these goddesses, you know, all this kind of stuff. That's yeah. what makes it fun. People who watch this, watch it for that reason. If you don't believe in that stuff, you're not going to watch this film. I mean, you're trying to attract people who want to debunk myth, that they're not going to watch a Hercules movie. Yeah. So, yeah. And so they, so they make up for it or try to make up for it with this convoluted plot that just kind of brings you down. Like you say, making Hercules and his band into just mercenaries who take money to, you know. You know, I, I thought that was demeaning to Hercules. Yeah, absolutely. There's, I mean. I mean, there is a, a, you know, a point late in the movie where Hercules wants to help and he, he, he uh, rejects the gold and uh, who is it, McShane that takes the gold? Not McShane, not Rufus Sewell. Oh, Rufus Sewell. Uh, yeah, McShane stays because he's the uh, he's the prophet. Oh yeah, he's but, the prophet. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and Rufus Sewell takes the gold, but then you know comes back to help his buddies. But you and, know, so uh, they're showing Hercules is above the gold, but he wasn't above the gold before. You know, he was a sword for hire, exactly. as has been said. You know. Yeah, it's just I, it's no. It again, it it robbed the film of the magic and a magic which someone like. Dwayne the Rock Johnson can bring to a movie. He has yeah. that kind of that charisma, you know. So yeah, it's just yeah. too bad that Ray Harryhausen isn't still alive because he could have made a film and really uh, used Dwayne Johnson to uh, uh, you know a really great uh, effect. Well, what I found sad about that the fact that the film did do as well as expected is I would like to see another Hercules film with Dwayne Johnson. I'd like Ingrid. Uh, also to be in uh, she makes a great amazon yeah you know uh, these, but these give are, her something more to say you know yeah yeah to know well as many of you listeners know i have another podcast called make matriarchy great again we talk about women in the ancient world and women's history things of that sort and that is a running theme this idea of erasing women and women warriors and diminishing them it's a running theme throughout history but in particular i find in hollywood as well so of course they gave her almost nothing to say, but uh, but she still shines. She still does a great job. And then um, you know, just another 
disappointment was the architecture they showed in the film. I thought it was, you know, trying to evoke Greece, but it didn't. It, it was just lousy. Yeah, I I was I was a little I was a little disappointed, uh, more than a little more than a little disappointed in this film. So let's just let's go right to it. What would you give it out of five shields, Gary? What rating would you give the movie? Well, maybe a three to be generous. Yeah, to be generous, I'd give it a three. I'd really give it a two and a half shields, and that's almost entirely because of the cast, because yeah. of the rock. Yeah, it was a great cast, just yeah. poorly poorly presented, you know? Yeah, well, who knows? You know, I guess we're gonna, it's going to be up to us to tell these mythological stories the right way. Um, well, like I said, know, Ray Harry, you know, when he did, well, uh, you know, the Jason and the Argonauts, it was fantastic and everything, you know. Oh, I agree. I agree. Sadly, he's passed. He's passed away. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, we're left here. We're going to have to. We can only hope the there'll troops. be a new Ray Harryhausen uh, coming along somehow. We're going to rally the troops, Gary. We're going to get it. We'll get the. We'll get that story. And you told. remember the last film he did? Which is oh, was that the oh, we, the one we reviewed? Yeah. Was that the yeah yeah, Clash the uh, Clash of the Titans. The Clash original. of the. That was an inspiring film. It's beautifully done. Beautiful. It has the well. Notice we compared it when we talked about the way the gods and goddesses were shown in that film. That's you have Troy, Clash of the Titans, and Hercules. Three films about uh, the ancient world and ancient mythology, and only Clash of the Titans, the new one, had mythology in it. But even in that film, they get rid of all the goddesses, so you just had gods. It was just it's all this yeah. kind of like they somehow missed that. So. Again, um, I I believe that uh, I believe that we'll be able to, to to show these things in another light and in another way. So well, you know, uh, we're also doing these podcasts on uh, <clears throat> the every chapter of the Iliad right now, mm-hmm. and uh, we're going to do chapter twenty next. And in there, the the goddesses are just as prominent as the gods. Yeah, it's uh, again, it's uh, these strange blind spots that Hollywood has. Uh, but again, I am hopeful that, you know, people like you and I can get out there and and tell these stories in a way that honors the gods and goddesses. And the well, goddesses you know, especially who don't get their share of uh, acclaim anymore. Yeah, I want to mention one more thing. They barely mentioned it in uh, <clears throat> the Dwayne Johnson film, but uh, mentioned that uh, Hera, the queen of the gods, was against Hercules. Because uh, Zeus had an extramarital affair with a mortal mm-hmm. woman, mm-hmm. and so she considered him a bastard son, you know, and uh, and they could have played that up more. But what they did at the very end, there was a temple of uh, Hera with a gigantic mm-hmm. statue of her. Mm-hmm. And remember uh, when um, uh, John Hurt's army is attacking, going up these stairs and everything, uh, and uh, Hercules manages to push over this gigantic statue of Hera, and it comes crashing down and, and kills John Hurt. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's about as much divinity as you get in that movie. So, all right. Well, shout out to Gary. And I am Sean Marlon Newcomb. This is 34 Circe Salon, the Parallax Channel. We've been covering the classical world at the movies. We've talked in Hercules 2014. I want to thank you all for listening and God bless.
We'll talk to you soon.